This, this, this is you. KUT. KUT, Austin. Stop. This is KUT. I'm Jennifer Staten. The panels, parties, and pop-up events that have flooded Austin during South by Southwest continue for a few more days. Just as that ends, spring break begins. Time, money, ease of access are some of the factors that govern whether we participate in any of that. And if we don't, we can fall prey to fear of missing out or FOMO. You know, that fear that other people are involved in something so much more fun or better or whatever than what you do or what you have. Janice and Rock Rockman are Central Texas Life and Relationship Coaches, certified by an International Coaching Federation accredited program. They say FOMO actually has its roots in deeper feelings of insecurity. You are seeing people around you, the world around you, family, friends, associates uh, involved in all sorts of things that you wish you could do. It kind of ties a little bit into some comparison. It ties in a little bit to some insecurity, uh, which leads to more FOMO, which leads to more insecurity, and around and around we go. And I think that FOMO, or that fear, I think it's sort of like an insatiable um, hunger. That It's a hunger that doesn't ever really get full. Mm-hmm. The more that you get, okay, at least I made this event, or at least I did this particular thing, but then you still keep looking for more. And now that we live in the world of internet and social media, we are bombarded with images and opportunities and events. It would just be humanly impossible to make all of them with any level of sanity. Um, But I think that it can kind of drive that anxiety and that stress up even more because now you can see people doing things, not just, oh, look at what I did, but in real time. Like there's so many like, uh, you know, boarding the plane or walking into the event, you know, so that can become very uh, anxiety producing for some people. So, Rock, you mentioned insecurity. What is fueling that fear of missing out? I mean, on the one hand, there is, oh, that person's doing something fun or, oh, that person has something that I want. But what's going on? What's going on underneath that that fuels that fear? Yeah, that's a great question. So with the fear of missing out and looking at all of that and what drives that insecurity is ultimately you want to feel significant. You want to feel that you are a part of something that you are loved that you are appreciated, that people want you around, right? So there's part of this where it's, it's you know, just driving that insecurity that you just want to feel significant. You just want to feel a part of, right? And like Janice said, you can't be involved in everything. You can't be everywhere all the time. And, you know, things like social media are driving things like fear of missing out at, to epic levels because, you know, you're looking at people and you see the picture and they look happy and you get that ding, you know, such and such just uploaded a new picture. And then, you know, you open up your phone and they're at the party and everybody, everyone's smiling. But the part of it that we don't think about, even though they're smiling in that picture, we don't know what they feel like being there. Also, with the fear of missing out, you don't know how you would feel being there. Maybe they look like they're enjoying the party, but is that the right place for you to be? Right. And so these are all things that we really need to take into consideration. And I think it also starts to tie into phase of life. Like there may be times and opportunities in your life where you have more fluidity in your schedule or you have more financial resources um, or you feel that you have more time to build certain relationships or network. And so I think that there is, at least from a social standpoint, especially relational, um, a fear of losing significance or like 
losing our place in line almost. <laughs> you know, like if I don't make this event or if I don't go to this right. party that I was invited in, invited to, well, they just kind of forget about me. So I, I better just show up. It seems like we almost have this internally wired desire to be like omniscient and omnipresent if we could just know everything and be everywhere. And I don't know, some people might say that that's something divine about us, but someone else might say it's like a God complex. Like you can't be everywhere at all times and know everything. Um, so yeah, it can, it can really lead to a lot of disconnection. And we have the story of how it should be. I should be able to show up to all of this or do all of that. You know, and when we can't do that, it, when we have a different reality that doesn't match our story, it can trigger anxiety. Some of this discussion almost sounds like that fear of missing out could also be called fear of not meeting expectations or fear of not living up to whatever it is we think we're supposed to have achieved or be doing at a certain stage of life. Yeah, I think that's so true. Not meeting expectations. And sometimes I think the fear around uh, not meeting certain expectations is sort of this worry that we're not enough or that we're not going to have like a life or an existence that was meaningful. You know, like I I should be doing more by now. I should have more. I should have done this. And it's like that worry of like, you know, people talk about that dash, like between the time that you're born and the time that you die. And it's like, is my dash going to mean anything? Yeah. Kind of going back to social media again, which is, which is really the way we're able to connect. We almost over connect now with social media. We're so connected with individuals, but it's easy to paint the picture of things looking so perfect, you know, like for example, Kim Kardashian is, is, you know, wildly known for her social media accounts. And she made a comment that she takes over a hundred selfies before she gets that right one. You know, it's a lot of selfies. <laughs> that's a lot of <laughs> selfies. Right. But here's the thing. It has to be perfect. Right. Um, just because it looks perfect doesn't mean that it is right. And so we're able to paint this picture of what life could be. It kind of gives us this surreal world to live in because you can put this image up of what you want people to think you are. This curated life. Yeah. And and, and here's the, here's yeah. the, here's the thing. Most people believe it. Most people take it at face value. Right. And then you're looking at those images and you're thinking about what you should be, what you should be accomplishing, what you should be doing. And then you start to feel like I don't measure up, but you're looking at a paint. You're looking at an image. You you remember, you know, you would see like behind the scenes on the studio and there's a, a, a house. You see this house and it looks like the perfect house. But then when you walk to the side of it, it's just a board, <laughs> right? Some of these lifestyles that we're seeing are just that board, just that boarded house. It's not real. It's just something to make us think it's real. The fear of missing out, we're not, we're not going to get rid of it. It's, it's one of those symptoms, one of those conditions that's never going to go away. Because it's not going to go away, you just learn how to manage it and just focus on yourself, understand what the message is telling you, and then do what makes you happy. The fear of missing out also has an element to me that feels like not so much the fear of missing the party or not having the right shirt or whatever the case may be that you're seeing someone else have, but it's the fear of not being able to tell someone else that you have it. I mean, that's kind of nuanced, but there's a a slice of it that almost feels like the sharing of it Mm -hmm. is as important, if not more important than whatever the it is. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. And I think that starts earlier. And I, and I think there's like a cultural component to this too, some cultural conditioning. 
I've heard elementary school students say, well, what am I going to tell my friends I did over Christmas break? Right. And they're like in second and third grade. So, right. Not so much like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to experience? What memory am I going to have? But what am I going to go back and report so that I can say I, I got the T-shirt. I've been there. I've done that. I think there's a cultural component to it just in terms of filling our lives and our schedules pretty early on. If you talk to many American parents, anyway, of children that are school age, if you ask them about their schedules, I mean, they have their own like agendas and their own full on. It's like a whole work life with soccer and piano and this and that. So filling the life up with so much stuff because it's like, oh, I'm afraid I don't want them to miss this or that. And then so the child gets used to that and you kind of begin to grow up and go into the world and look to continue in that same kind of rhythm. So you don't miss out on anything or so you can say you've done it. Except that don't we miss something by being so overly scheduled? I mean, it's kind of ironic that, you know, we have a fear of missing out. And so we add and add and add things, but we might be missing out on on some other more fundamental things with that kind of schedule filling. Yeah. Or or maybe even to add to that, missing out on things that bring us fulfillment. Yeah. Right. Personal fulfillment. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Because you feel like you want to be in the in crowd. You want to do everything that everyone else thinks you're supposed to be involved in. But, you know, you see, for example, like individuals, like there's a gentleman that we know uh, in Austin that um, he was a lawyer. And then he had a great career. Everything was going well. But he decided that, you know what, I'm giving all that up. He wanted to be a karate instructor. And so he opened up a karate school and he's just as happy as he can be. Right. And you you hear these stories about people who leave these large lifestyle lifestyles, for example, and go live a minimalist lifestyle. They sell the big house, throw everything away, get two outfits and go live (laughs) in the woods somewhere. Right. At some point. You have to get to the point to find uh, your rhythm, you know, your style, your thing. What yeah. makes you happy? And what that's, makes you that goes into the, the significance conversation Absolutely. that you were having earlier. You know, what what um, brings you joy? What 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 is your rhythm? What is your place in the world? And like you said, like from the time that we're first born, our greatest need is for significance and validation. And so, what do you, what can you find for yourself? And then hopefully, having somewhat of a community that gets that about you. And it doesn't pressure because there is peer pressure that doesn't stop, you know, in school or in college. It goes on. Um, but a community that's like, you know what, do what's best for you right now. Or there's a non-mandatory company event. OK, you don't have to go to it. You're not going to miss out on some sort of like, you know, a, a opportunity to ascend in corporate America, whatever it is. Go home. Go rest. Yeah. So I think we miss out on peace of mind. We miss out on our own fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And we miss out on being in the moment. And this is why I think so many people are like, oh, it's going by so fast. Is it going by so fast? Or are we not in the moment? Yeah, that that old saying, stop and smell the roses, mm-hmm. right, I think is, is so key. And one thing that you mentioned, Denise, was environment as well. I think environment can put a lot of pressure on us to um, that heightens that fear of missing out because this is what everyone does in our community. So you, you need to get involved with that. Right. But it may not just be the right thing for you, but you feel like, Hey, everyone else is doing it. So I need to be involved as well. But I think it takes a lot of courage to break out of if, if you are in one of those type of circles, it takes a lot of courage to break away and then begin to find your own place in the world. But if you can do that, if you can find your own place, a lot of times you can find a lot more joy, a lot more fulfillment, a lot uh, uh, and a lot more meaning 
for what your life is supposed to be. Yeah, I kind of think it's a place. It's a place called freedom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and Absolutely. I think a lot of us have gotten those dreaded phone calls before, like you should have been there. And this is like something yep. inside of you is like, oh, yeah. kind of drops. And here's the thing: all those people <laughs> in that circle, they're going to talk about you. They're going to say the things that they're going to say. But at the end of the day, you have to find your rhythm in the world. So talking about FOMO, fear of missing out, makes me think of of actually jealousy, mm. which I think feels to me like something a little bit stronger. What is jealousy and, and how does it intersect with fear mm-hmm. of missing out? Mm-hmm. On some level, I think jealousy is sort of a discontented state that arises from seeing something that you perceive that you don't have, that you should deserve. It's almost a little bit of entitlement in there, I think. Um and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful space to be able to get, to be able to see other people live their lives and do things and not, I think it's kind of egocentric or a little narcissistic on our part to immediately make it about ourselves. <laughs> you know, I, sh- I should have been on that boat. I should have been at South by Southwest. I should have been at that concert, whatever it is. Can they just, can we celebrate what other people are doing without making it about ourselves? Because comparison is really, really the thief of joy. Every time we compare just about... And we allow ourselves to go into that stronger feeling of jealousy. There's, there's going to be a loss of joy there. I think it's a practice, though, to be able to look at other people and like, yay, like root them on and not make it about or, or feel diminished because someone else has something that you that you don't. Do fear of missing out and maybe even the stronger jealousy, do those serve some useful purposes for us? Are there ways that we can take those sensations and those feelings when we have them and and learn something from them or do something positive with them it's not going to go away right and i think that we truly can learn from the sign what sign is it telling you you know most of these feelings that we feel anger jealousy fear um sadness all of these emotions that we feel fear of missing out all of these emotions that we feel are just signs there. They are um, red flags that are being thrown up that we need to, we need to understand something differently or we need to do something differently, or we need to process something, something differently. And I think we just need to learn how to manage those things and, and try to figure out, okay, what is it that I'm really feeling here? Okay. I'm looking at, you know, I got this message that, Hey, everybody's going to, you know, Um, everyone's going wherever tonight, you know, everyone's going to the club tonight, but I had other plans to do X, Y, and Z, but I'm feeling anxiety about feeling like I don't want to let my friends down. Well, what's the deeper message that's there or whatever it is, find what that deeper message is and learn from it. And I think we should always learn from all the feelings and emotions that we feel is, you know, it's just like if you put your hand on a hot stove you're going to feel pain. Well, it's pretty easy to know what the message is there. Take your hand off the stove, right? So, you know, there's a there's an answer to all of these messages. We just have to find the answer. And it's not going to be as simple as taking your hand off the hot stove, but you can definitely find the answer. One kind of test, litmus test for ourselves is if you start to feel burnt out, a lot of times when we start to feel burnt out is because we're not being authentic. 
And the reason we start to feel burnt out is because it takes a lot of energy to be inauthentic (laughs) and to say yes to everything or to try and go over and beyond what we're really feeling. And so that's a good indicator, like, uh, you know, that kind of emotion, you know, that comes with feeling burnt out um, or feeling jealous or feeling insecure. I think it's a good change alert. Like, where do I need to show up more authentically in my life, be truer to myself, truer to who I am? And getting that we cannot please everyone, we cannot be in all places at all at all times, um, but just kind of trusting the process of life that it'll come together and we'll be where we're supposed to be. And you know what? When you do your best, you know, just let the rest go. So if we find ourselves in a situation where we're overcome with fear of missing out or really overcome with jealousy, are there some things we can do in those moments to get back to a place of authenticity and get back to a place of just being present and realizing what's going on instead of just letting those kind of feelings and thoughts run wild. I think one of the first things is to become aware of it. Awareness is, is huge. Not even that you'll immediately change it. Um, if you can try and get to the root of what it is that you're really afraid of and then like rationalize, okay, what would the worst case scenario be in this situation? Um, be careful of catastrophizing that's kind of a big one where you take one small thing and you're like, and if I don't do this and that's going to fall apart and if that falls apart, then everything and my whole life is going to, you know. And then also I think being vulnerable and being honest, like opening up to people and being like, gosh, I really would like to be at this or, you know, I hope I can make it to another one, but this is just not a good time for me. Because um, sometimes people will then get in there with you and be like, oh, I'm glad you said that. I felt the same way or I felt that way before. So being honest, being vulnerable, becoming aware, and be and being sure that you're that again we're not catastrophizing. Um, yeah, and and then to add what to what Janice said is making sure you're asking yourself the right questions, and I think it's important to ask yourself questions. And there's two ways you can do this, right? Whatever question you ask the mind, it wants to find an answer, right? So if you say, for example, why do I always miss out on everything? Because nobody likes you, right? Your mind's going to find an answer, right? Like, it's going to give you an internal answer, right? As opposed to asking yourself, what is it that I'm afraid of? Different answer, right? Why do I always miss out on everything? As opposed to, what is it that I'm afraid of? So it's important to ask yourself the right questions to get the answer that you seek. Because you don't want to, you don't want to feel like you're just an idiot. And nobody wants to be around you, right? So once again, if you're asking yourself, people must think I'm stupid. Where your mind's like, yeah, you're an idiot. Becoming more aware of our own self talk. Becoming more aware of our own self talk, yeah. and we all have it. Yeah. So our self talk. So if it's the self deprecation, yes. then we're gonna always try and find a reason of why we're wrong or why we're unworthy or why right. we've missed out. You know, the brain has this great neuroplasticity. Mm -hmm. It's a great muscle. So you can retrain your brain. And you may not completely eliminate self-deprecating thoughts, but you can certainly lessen the frequency of them, lessen the intensity of them, and lessen how long those sort of conversations, those inner conversations last. So get some affirmations up on your mirror or something like, I'm worthy. You know, I make good choices. I'll be in the right place at the right time. And I'm comfortable with who I am. Janice and Rock Rockman are Central Texas life and relationship coaches certified by an International Coaching Federation accredited program. And we thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you.